Good morning, Shavua Tov, everyone. Good morning. The learning this month is sponsored by Moshe and Eva Kesselman. <coughs> by Moshe and Eva Kesselman, Bishchut all the Chayalim, protecting Am Yisrael. In the week, there's a lot, this is a very inspiring list to read over here. The week is being sponsored by David, Rabbi David and Ilana Singer, in memory of David's mother, Celia Singer, Harabani Yitzel Basarav by David and Helene Brenner, remember in the merit and protection of Tovia Reuven ben Chaya Hadassah, was proudly serving in Aza. By Tova Dominance, in memory of Tova's father, Melvin Stern, Moshe Eliezer ben David, Zichon Levrocha. By my in-laws, um, Ben and Barbaselsky, in honor of Tiferet and Leva's birthdays and, and our anniversary. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. By Zev and Jody Stender, for their first name of Fega Golda Bas Tova. By Sandra Hersko, in memory of her husband, Gabriel Hersko. Rafael Tzvi ben Yaakov Nechem Yazal in his first year. I can't believe it. When's the first year? Is Marilyn here? When's the first year? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And by the Schultz and Rosen families in memory of Reza Bat Itamar on her second year, which I also can't just be way, way, way beyond me. Those of you that have the pages from last time, you can take them out. If you have the safer, go open up again on page Pevav. But those that need it, these are, the, these are handouts from last week because we have to mashlim a few things over there, and we, that, that I'm not giving out yet, because I'm not sure we're going to get to it. It's, it's this. And um, we have to really pay, we have to pay really close attention today. Okay, mamash, like to focus as much as possible. So again, we're in Dav Pevav. Again, I want to just say a shakoach for coming because it's, it's, I keep on saying this, it's not so clear, it's very, very special. I, I want to say a shakoach to everyone for coming. Thank you. Um, what we began learning last week is calling out exactly the two shlavim of Geula, Pkida and Zechira. Pkida, the way we understood Pkida, will be that there will come a time that there's going to be a tremendous movement towards physically coming to Eretz Yisrael and building the land. That we more or less have experienced over the last 75 years, actually even more, because the Aliyah with the Yeshuva Yeshan, Yeshuva Chadash, is happening. That's a period for kimat even a hundred years, Masha Kazim. But now, this work that's on us right now is the shlav of the zechira, alavai, imritz Hashem. What we're going to learn, that the, the shlav of zechira is when each of us become anashim pnimiim, learning pnimius, being pnimi, being inside people. Just a word of introduction. On a trip that I had the privilege of, of uh, going on with Rav Weinberger to Poland, um, which was approximately, I don't know, like six or seven years ago, Mashkazim, I don't remember exactly, but it, like about six or seven years ago, someone came up to me on the bus, and he said to me, "So when did you, when did you start learning Pneumius, Pneumius Torah?" And I didn't, I didn't. It, it, it hit me as such a shock because I never realized that there's something called learning Chitzonius Torah. Like I never understood that. I, ne- I never looked at any word of Chazal as Chitzoni, you know, outside. 
versus Pnimi. I never understood. I understood what he was asking me, but I never thought to myself that anyone approaches any type of learning as being outside versus inside learning. Hare, if it's Dvar Hashem, if it's the word of Hashem, how could you compare any word of Hashem to the way that you, you read a book on sociology or geography? That's Chitzoni learning. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing Pnimius, like Shlomo always said. You ever see a, a, a geology professor close his book at the end of class and give it a kiss? Right? So every time we close a sefer, we give it a kiss. That must mean that we're dealing with something that's much more Pnimi, that's much more inside, Nachon. So the, one of the effects of Galut, one of the effects of exile, is when we start learning Pnimi like Chitzoni. When we start learning Torah like a subject, as opposed to Kihem Chayeinu Ve'orech Yameinu, that my life literally depends on it. So we came back home to Eretz Yisrael, and we've been building, hopefully, Bezrat Hashem, we've been building Eretz Yisrael and continue to build Eretz Yisrael. And now, the, what, where we're at right now couldn't be clearer in our lives, especially since in Chastorah, is that the way that we daven, the way that we learn, the way that we think about mitzvot, the way we give over Shabbos to our children, has to continue to be in the manner that we've been speaking about in this shir for so many years already, that it has to be pnimi. It has to be inside. It has to be inside. We have to understand what that means. Now, one of the people, and this is just mind-blowing, one of the people that understood that geula is this multi-leveled like, thing, right? It's two levels. Two, everyone looks like they're freezing. You want to turn down the air? Not the... Just the, just a little bit, because we don't want to also start schwitzing. Not too much. I'm fine, but I obviously... This is not a mensch here, so... All right. Let's say it again more. To be able to look at someone and look at them, and you say, well, would you call them a Pkita Jew or a Zahira Jew? You look at a whole generation up until now, and what would you call them? Well, you wouldn't even put them in the category of Pkita or Zahira. What do the, those two words that, The two levels of redemption we've been talking about. Right. What would you say? You wouldn't even put them in the category of Pkita or Zahira Jews. What would you say about them? Kofrim. Kofrim. Heretics. <clears throat> heretics. Then what happens if someone that looks like the Kohen Gadol looks at these types of people and doesn't call them that per se? Because he looks at them and he says, wait a second, there's something bigger going on. So what do you call a person like that? Well, he has a name. His name is Avram Kohen Cook. He has a name. What do people call a person that looks at other Jews like that? A kofer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's called a kofer. And Rav Kook is called a kof. It's so wild that there's still, not many, but few Jews left that still actually look at a picture of Rav Kook and brush him, it's, it, and brush him off as like, uh, he was so off. He was so off. Sorry? If they heard of him Yeah. Uh, right, but here in Eretz Yisrael I'm saying, there's even a little bit of that. Rav Kook looked at this concept of Bekida and Zahir and he understood this is exactly what's happening in the Am, that that which is going to lead the way, lead the way of coming back and starting the process will look like those that you'll never, you would never, rightfully so, eat in their houses because it's not kosher. Can. If it's more about last week, I, I don't want to... 
why does he base? Why does he? What does he base? Al Tisma Chayyavari. Why do you call it Dafka Kidaf? Betach, no, that's very much because of Pakot Pakadati, because all the Lashonot of Pakot that's been used towards the end of Sefer Bereshit and the beginning of Sefer Shmot, and there's many other references. Remember, Pakot Pakati Etchem is key word that it's time for the Geula to come out of Mitzrayim. Who says that? Who makes them swear that if when they hear that word, Yosef Atzadik? He makes them swear that if when you hear that Lashon of, of Pkida, understand that's the beginning of leaving Mitzrayim. Why is he sure it's a specific Pesukah Nicha? Specifically, I don't want to get into this, because I, I, I want to I make sure that as, as it is, this, this language here is very, all these Musagim are very repetitive, and we're trying just to get to Lemaisa to understand our job here right now today. The end of Cheshvan Tavshin Peidale. To understand our job right now. To figure out what, we're, what it is we're trying to do here. How are we living our lives over here? If I believe, if I remember correctly, the last thing that we, that we left off on was basically Andaf Peichet. It's the third page that you have in front of you. Daf Peichet. And Andaf Peichet... After we quoted the rest of that Ramchal, we were learning, as Rav Sasson said over here, bebihirut. How do I know that I'm entering the, shla, the second Shlav of Geula? You won't have the question, how do I know that I'm here? Meaning, it'll be Bahir, it'll be Behirut, it'll be clear. It won't, you won't have the question. I won't have a question. Well, how do I know that I've arrived? Well, if you've arrived, you wouldn't have that question. It's almost like asking, how do I know that we're sitting around a table and there's a red tablecloth on here? Uh, because it is. You understand? What's the question that we still have regarding geula, regarding redemption? Redemption, where, is, where does the question come in place why is it a question if we're in the process of geula or not? Why is that even a question if we've come back to Eretz Yisrael and something that's never happened in thousands of years and we were re- rebuilding the land and we have a Jewish army and there's more Talmud Torah in Eretz Yisrael than there's ever been ever in the history of the Jewish pe- history of the planet Earth? So why isn't it bahir? Why isn't it barur? Why is it not barur to us? Because how could it be that since Hashem gave us this gift of 1967, much more than 1947, how could it be that Hashem gave us this gift, this miraculous gift called 1967, we've kind of been like juggling it like a hot potato since then? How, how could that, if, it, if it's not clear to us why we're back here and that this is part of what we've been dreaming of, how could it be that we've been, we've been mamish messing around since 1967? And you know, I, I shared in Shul on Shabbos that at the absolutely ins- incredibly inspiring event that Yishai put, helped put together on Thursday night in Hebron, Rav Dov Lior spoke over there and he said some very chazak words, very, very ch- words, heavy words of cheshbon nefesh, of having to do a real accounting of our souls, kind of saying the same thing. He's like, why, why does it seem that we have so much pain still? Why do we have so much? Why do we have so much balagan? Since it seems the pekida took place, right? Since the first shlav has taken place, why does it seem like we still have so much balagan and so much tzarot? How could it be? There's so many shiva houses. 
איך זה יכול להיות? How could it be? How could it be that when I drive to Hebron, I have to, you know, make sure the guy, you know, is, we're armed, look around. Why should I, how could it be after 1967 that there's not a behirut, this clarity, the behirut of that, clarity that's amongst us. Ech zecholiot. I'm not going to go the way that he took it. It was very heavy words, very harsh words. But I'm going to say I'll PR learning. It's because the second shlav, which is called Zechira, represents a different world. The shlav of Geulav, Zechira, is what we call Behirut Hadat, clarity, crystal clear. When things are crystal clear, based on the way that I'm learning Torah, based on the way that I'm observing Torah and mitzvahs, the manner in which I choose to set up shop here, something else. I'm going to let him speak much more today than me, hopefully. Rav Sasson says again over here, מבואר שהזכירה נמלו לפיחת. מבואר שהזכירה היא עניין התגלות השם בבהירות שיקירו הכל מלכותו ושלטונו ויופיע האור בהשגה מאירה. That it'll be clear to every single person, especially those that are running the show and calling the shots on the military fronts. That everything here is Yad Hashem. It's a clear Hashem action. That was not at all the case in 1967, and it has not been the case since then. And that's hard for us to hear and swallow and digest, because many of us grew up as a lot of these heroic military figures as heroes in our lives. But you grow up a little bit and you start to realize they are heroes of a world called Kochi Ve'otzem Yadi. There are heroes of a word that's saying, look at us, it's all nationalism. It's just the strength of the Jewish warrior. Hashem, whatever, he checked out in 1939. That's the kav schut I have on, on these figures that played this role. They couldn't relate to God. It was too, they couldn't relate to God. They didn't grow up like this. They were in survival mode. Rav Kook saw these people. He understood this is what they were about. And as much as he loved them and accepted them for being part of Am Yisrael, it is the greatest mistake in the world to think that Rav Kook held of these people to be anything more than Tinakot Shenishbu. I'm waiting for the Sefer to come out that's going to make Rav Kook sound like the most Haredi fanatic, and it's very easy. It's actually very, very easy to take Rav Kook's words. I mean, I don't think we should do it, but... I'm saying it's, a, it's very easy to take Rav Kook, and we have a few pieces here, to take Rav Kook and the way that he looked at the world, and to say that even the Dati-Lumi world, because they, because Mechila, it's, it's just, it's, it, some of it, is, we're all beautiful, it's just, it's still so shallow. Without the injection of the Baal Shem Tov, that world is, it's, it's so shallow. I'm a product of it. No? I, I, I come from it. It's so shallow. It's missing the of what the words are all about. So now look how he, how he develops this. In light of what we just said, what the Ramcha was teaching us, the order of redemption is clear. It began with fixing the outside. The outside. But, But we're still going to Shiva houses after Shiva houses. And what this really is saying is that we still haven't reached the place 
where the clarity of the Da'at of Hashem is what's really permeating the air in Eretz HaKodesh and the people in Eretz HaKodesh. Why? This level of clarity of mind, of knowledge, comes is shayach to the appearance of the light of Pnimius, the light of the Torah. This abundance, this abundance of light will illuminate in a revealed manner the whole land with Da'at Hashem. And that is why I'm very optimistic, because I believe that where we're at now has never been before either, ever. Not that we've, it's not, we haven't conquered it yet, it's not fully done yet. But the da'at that Hashem is running the show, and this is all Leman Shmo Be'ava, is much stronger than it ever was. Forget the people, the puppets that are so-called elected and call, talking, and, and they're the ones making statements. They'll probably be the last ones. The day Bibi says, the day the, day the, the current prime minister like, doesn't end the speech as a political statement, every time you'll see this, he'll say, after he says for everything, everything, then at the end, the day that becomes the ruach of the words of the leader of the people of Israel from the beginning, and you see it's mamash, dvarim, from inside out, then we'll be on the, we'll be on the right path. But that's the last circle. The Am, the inner circle, is much more there than it's ever, ever been. And this is happening, I see it every single day. This Ruach of Da'at Hashem and a Pnimi level, that it's, this is all, but why are we fighting? Why are we doing this? What is this whole story, Bichlal? All Ruach in Da'at Hashem, which brings us to something that we brought up last week in Shir, in the men's Shir, is that after the Shoah, everyone stopped talking to Hashem. It was too hard to talk to Hashem. What's crazy is that after this mini, I don't like the word, use like the word Shoah used over here for many reasons, but after this pogrom, after this Chilul Hashem Me'in Kamo and Eretz Yisrael, no one's running away from Hashem. Everyone's running to Hashem. It's a very different experience going on over here right now. And you know what the conversation kind of sounds like? Everyone's running to Hashem, and basically those that are saying, Hashem Yitbarach, how, how could this have happened? Everyone with... A, a, a half of a of a brain hears back the following imagery. Hashem looks at us. He says, "You tell me how this could have happened. You're smart enough to realize how this could have happened. This is not a deep sugya. This is not a deep sugya. You tell me how this could have happened. Very clear. Tamant and rosh b'chol. You put your head in the sand." The, which is leading people to even feel I need to be closer to the Ruach Pnimi, the Zechira level of Geula, for all the reasons in the world, for all the clear reasons in the world. Back inside the text, Ulefichach. Af shenasu maasim kabirim vaatsumim bivchinat binyan achitzoniyut, shekamnu mimavet lechaim, umeefer hashoah leam hayoshev be'artzo mesakseget, מכל מקום, הדעת לא באה בבהירות לעם, והוא איננו משיג את טיב המעשה הגדול אשר עשה השם עמו להשיבו ולחדש ימיו כקדם. What Rav Sasson just said over here is very important for us. He says, although tremendous, huge things have been happening, have been taking place, 
on the outside, meaning on a physical level, look at what the land looked like and look at what the people looked like. Look at the Nebuch Jew in the ghetto and I'll look at him just a few years after and since then. It's true. The binyan of the Haaretz has never looked more beautiful. The binyan of it, right? The, the building of it, the actual, what it looks like. And to take people that were mamish dust and ashes and then make them into people that are now leading tremendous innovators in all worlds of commerce and whatnot. That's all true. But there was something, there's been something that's missing along the way. What's been missing along the way, you'll have to learn again, Ma'amar Ador, for Rav Kuk to explain to us what's missing along the way. What's missing along the way is the da'at of how could it be that people that were so low are so big. How did it happen? How is it possible for people that were mamish dust and ashes to watch their parents go into gas chambers? How could it be that these, that these same people did what they did? What are they made out of? They're not just made out of this physical strength of like oh, just warrior, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, my greatest revenge is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on living because that's not it. The whole notion of that we're a godly people, we're a spiritual entity, wasn't the main, it was never the main focus since the beginning of the Pekida, which is okay because there was the first Shlav. From Simchat Torah, on to ignore that piece is a churban. It is a, the greatest disgrace in the world to think that anything that has to do with Zionism or national pride isn't a spiritual force, is a bushavacherpa. It's dangerous. At this shlav, it's already dangerous. 75 years, this is what we got to do. Still angry at God, Auschwitz, all those things. Pseudon. And from now, from this shlav an, it's, it's, again, there is no way you can give over to your children the point of why you brought them here and raised them here without this being the main focus. And the pekida, the national pride on a chitzoni level, the, out, the secondary focus. It won't work. It stopped working really about 10 or 15 years ago. That's the truth, meaning giving it over to the next generation. Because you have the most beautiful neshamas that are willing to get mamish, be on the front lines, and that grew up in from homes, and they checked out of anything that's to do with religion, because it was all, the way it was given over was all chitzoni. Because the energy was put into settling the land and building the land. That's what, for whatever the reason is, that's what needed to be. In order to actually be alive and be here in the structure. Zel. That period is, is ended. That was the first 75 years. Now if we want to really feel like we're part of the Zechira, of the spiritual side of this Pnimi force of Geula, now that, those, those examples of why I had to stay away from Hashem because it was too, close to, too hard to be too close, it's a Kvalovid. There are individuals that are still stuck in this process, and uh, one of them, I don't know if you saw this, but it really, really pierced my soul. There was one katava that they've been doing about uh, the Yechida for Ziwi Chalalim in the army, the, the unit that identifies bodies. And these are all mamish tzaddikim that are busy from morning to night without end on identifying bodies. And it's, it's an avoda, it's a malacha that the human mind can't... Huh? Some of them are from our community. 
נכון? Some of them live right here. בכתבה that I'm speaking about, it has nothing to do with anyone from here. It's a group of people that are not from this world. They're, the level of what they have to do, their, their dedication is, is something that I, we, we, can't, we can't understand, we can't fathom. Those that are busy doing that, so I'll tell you about one of them, is a Rav, that he joined this Yechida, he's busy, and somehow, which I don't understand how they do this, they actually stop for Shachas, Mincha, and Marv. But one of the Rebbeim pretended that he didn't hear that they're calling for a minion, and he keeps on working. He just doesn't stop, he doesn't stop. So one of the guys there said to him, listen, why don't you, uh, you know, why don't you, why don't you come? Why don't you, uh, why don't you come here and join the minion? So he said, um, לא, 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 אני ו... אני ואלוקים עוד לא מוכנים לדבר. בסדר. That's a person, that's one person that's inside the avoda, you know, he's... He has the... Not the heter, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, that, that's still... But, but we're not there. You know, we're not there. We're, we're hopefully... We're, we're, we're Zechira Jews. And, and our job now, to arise from the dust and really go inside this in a very, in a very profound way, in order, like he said in the last line, to be masig, to grasp the real goodness of the whole action of Pekidah. So that we could actually, do we understand what's happened to us in the last 75, 80 years as a people? Have we really internalized it? You see, if, we've re- if we would really internalize what happened to us in the last 75 years, there's no way that we could continue anything in our lives the same anymore. Like if we really understood what's taken place to this Am, to this people. But like Rav Drukman said, the problem is that Kimat all of us are born into a world that already has Eretz Yisrael, that already has the country, that already has everything built up, that has the infrastructure there. So we're not able to understand the actual massive, the, the massiveness of the experience of what Am Yisrael has been going through. But now we have to again. We have to realize this. We have to understand it. Belachen, bottom of of pechet, kamim bnei adam. People are getting up. Ubedimyonot shav vechazionot polchim ba'im lesartet et kumatenu kedavar she'en bo neshama veruach elaguf levado ve'am kechol agoyim. Don't don't turn the page just of yet, because the footnote that we're going to see in a second. What did he say over here? You have people that arise, and dimyonot shav, false illusions, chazionot polchim. That means uh, they're delusional, basically. And they're, they're trying to describe and to draw up an explanation for our tkuma, for our arising, for our getting up, as something that doesn't have spirit and soul, just a thing that's a body. It's just about the heroic nature of man that wants to stay alive. And that's, that's, that's a big, big sakana. It's a very, very dangerous thing, and that's been a lot of the voice in the country for the last 75 years. You realize that. It's hard for me to say this, because people that huge giborim fell, that lived like this, that acted like this, it's not a taina on them. Eliyahu is going to have to explain to us how God expected us to still feel close to him after the Shoah. That's the situation, but we're far from that kufa, and us now is the avoda is ruach, is ruach, is the ruach, is the spirit, e- everywhere, 
everywhere. It's not, again, the fact that the, the davening here is an exception doesn't bring me any simcha. It's not a happy thing. It's not a, I'm not, that's not something that I'm proud of. It's something I'm actually embarrassed of. Very. It's not a, it's not a thing that makes me proud. You understand what I just said? Not so much? How do I explain this? How could it be? Mm-hmm. It could be because we just don't have the language yet. We don't have the... Even Rabbanim don't have this language. They don't, it hasn't yet sunk in that this, the, the, the spiritual side is not a luxury. It's not that. It's, it hasn't sunk in yet, and it's a, it's a language. It's a language that has to permeate the world of yeshivas that are producing Rabbanim. Yeah, but I never said about I never said about the learning that it was a luxury. I'm saying that I I, I think I said exactly the opposite. Actually, I think what I meant to say, at least at least. Yeah, I'm just, if that's what anyone understood from what I said, then I, I take it back, because my whole, I, I, I want to make it clear, I never felt like it was a luxury. I felt from the moment that we, I don't know, started learning that it's a hora'at sha'a. Well, for sure, a schut doesn't mean a luxury. A schut can also be a chiv. I have the privilege of doing something that I need to do. It's a necessity. Necessity, yeah. No, and by us, so it's good. It's not, it, and even if it is a bikurat, that's totally okay. <laughs> but it's good to raise it up to make it to 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 clarify. This is very important. That's how you form a gemara. No, <laughs> it's not how gemara is formed. You know, this is this is the time that we're in now. Is I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't imagine. I can't imagine anyone that's that's in tune with the pulse of Nishmat Am Yisrael right now, that anyone here or any place that could relate to the way that they learn Torah, davened, experience life, the same sense, on any level. And we, you know, we're we're, we're trying here with these six families, with these kiborim and giborot that are have, they've these precious families that have come to the community to join the machon and have a besorah and each of them is a, a pearl. It, it's, it's a very humbling experience, but I'm seeing that it's across the board. It's, it, it has to be across the board. What that exactly is, what that language exactly is, it has to be to daven all day long to get bihirut adat, that it should be clear what it sounds like. We have access to all the svarim apnimiyim, but to extract from it exactly what it needs to sound like for us we have to take advantage of everything. I personally feel that the way that he, Rev. Ruven Sasson, is presenting Rev. Cook for our door is what this door needs. I really, I, I very strongly do. Now, the footnote that we have here is that he brings of Rev. Cook that maybe many of us didn't learn. Binyanze, look at footnote Yud Zayin on the bottom. 
בעניין זה כאב הרב קוק זצר מאוד, רב קוק was in a lot of pain. וכך כתב בפנקסיו, this is where he wrote in the פנקסים. Now, what are, do you know what the פנקסים are? What's a פנקס? It's like a diary, right? The פנקסים were not stuff that were released by the older generation of רב קוק students. This was later, these were, this was basically a bunch of manuscripts that were found much later. When I was in Yeshiva in Ramat Gan, the chevra that I learned, sitting next to me, we got hold of it, and we're learning, and we're working it, and publishing it. And these are like the inside, what was going on in Rav Kook's heart, that for whatever the reason was, people back then either didn't have access to it or didn't find it worthy that this should be out there in the world. But now it's out there in the world. And what did Rav Kook really think about when he saw people that are just thinking, goof, 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 and not ruach, ruach, ruach. כך כתב בפנקסיו, מהו סוד צערי הגדול שבשבילו אני סובל כל כך מחווי נפש וגוף? What is the secret of the tremendous pain for which I am suffering, tremendously suffering both spiritually and physically? שבגינו הנני מוזר לאחי ונוכלי לבני אמי. A pain for which I am strange to my brethren and I am like a נוכלי a uh, foreigner to the sons of my mother. It's the pain over the, the belittling of the Kovot Shemaim and forgetting the name of Hashem. Continue with the footnote on Peytet. Madiveni ha'inyan shel shichichat Shem Hashem elokei Yisrael You have it? אבינו מעולם ועד עולם, בעצמותה של ההתעוררות הגדולה אשר לתחייה הלאומית. He's saying there's a תחייה לאומית. תחייה לאומית means a, resurrection, a, a, a national resurrection, right? But what's killing him and what's burning inside of him, deep inside, he doesn't say this to people that he meets, but he's saying, I don't know what's going on inside my kishkas, it's flipping over. That I see all this happening, and I see that Shem Hashem is not part of what's happening over here. This is Rav Kook speaking. I can't come and, and start darshaning here that people, meaning the from attack won't work either, he's saying. It's not going to work either. My soul is screaming in my midst. My spirit is roaring like a lion. And a voice then comes back from above and says, This is so deep. It's on the one hand, to children that forgot Tati, and on the other hand, to Tati, whose sons forgot him. I'm just going to, it's a very deep <laughs> phrase in Hebrew, but it really means it's like from the depth, the hidden places of, my, of the character of a spirit that's, that's blowing in the wind, the cold mamad, the dakan ishma, but within all that midst of all the balagan of, wow, how could a father forget his, how could a father produce sons that forget him, and how could sons forget their father? There's an underlying voice beneath it all, And what's that voice? Haben yakili Ephraim im yelet shashuim. Ki midei da bribo zachor askarin o'od. 
על כן המו מאילו, רחם ארחמנו נאום השם. He's saying, but you know what? That's what it looks like on the outside. On the outside, it looks like the people that are in front of me are kofrim that forgot everything and aren't bringing Hashem into the picture. And when I look at it, it drives me crazy. It doesn't, it doesn't let me sleep at night. It gives me such tremendous pain. And it's true. Don't pretend that it's not true. It's true, and it's not holy. And it's not the way of Yidin. It's not our way. It's true. That's what's in front of us. This is not something we should adopt. This is, not, this is not a shita that we should hold on ourselves and say, this is what it means. This is the picture. This defines the Jewish people. You know why? Because that ruach is still some kind of a scent throughout the country till today, till this minute. Even right now, people that are in the level of decision-making within the, for the sake of the Jewish people are still plagued by this. I'm not talking about left-wing. I'm talking about actually right-wing. They're still plagued by this. But then he says, but I hear beyond. I have to look beyond. And beyond all this, I hear what we say in Rosh Hashanah. It's still there. Somewhere deep inside, deep, 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 deep inside, it's still there. Someone asked me, after Shear, and one of the Shi'urim recently, how should they love Ehud Barak? That was the question. So it's easy to just put them all in Erev Rav categories. But that's, that's an easy thing. Rav Kook could have put all of them into Erev Rav categories, Nakhon. So it's a, it's a ve- unless you're learning Pneumius, unless you're doing Hitbodedut, unless you're operating from inside out, unless your davening leaves you with the place of a tear every time you daven, unless the way that you give over to your child a mitzvah and you feel that at this moment there's an appearance of godliness in the moment, it's very hard to do this real deep work of, of the love that needs to go up a notch too, up many notches. It's very hard. But Rav Kook had a bitachon. He was, he was certain about something. Ubitachon adir holech umitgaber bi, bekir bi. I have this tremendous confidence that's, that's growing and getting stronger in my midst. Shekol ele hakoneniyut haolchot venasot baolam ubeolameinu hapnimi kulan hinan hearot mofiot lichvod Hashem besiguv shmo. Don't ask me how. But I feel like in the bigger picture of things, the result, the zechira, the next shlav of the gula, from all of this, something huge, which will bring kvot shamayim, will appear from it. I can't explain, he's saying, it's not clear. It's a very like, mitachat l'shetach happening. To write them all off will leave the Jew in galut permanently. And it would be the easiest thing to write them all off. It's so easy. It's so easy to write them all off. Easy. This is just, this is kfira, this is avodah zara, this is nothing. To be able to look at them and say, within the deep, deep in their midst, there's actually, you know, I only experienced this once in my life. I think I shared it with you. There was a guy I used to visit in the hospital in L.A. when I was working in Cedar sinai that every, I think I share this with you, that every time I walked in, he started screaming at me and cursing at me, an old Jew. 
Do any of you remember this story? I forgot his name. Abe. His name was Abe. He's definitely not in the world. He was like 90, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah, I don't know, maybe he is in the world. Look at but I don't, I don't think he is. So every time I walked in, he would start screaming and creating. He threw this something at me once. Like, all I did was I knocked, hi, my name is Shlomo. I'm working in the, in the clergy and I wanted to come and see if you scream, cursing, nivel pen, words I, I was 18, I, words I never heard before, mamash. And then one time when I saw it's his name on the list of newly admitted Jewish patients before walking in, I walked in and I was like, okay, just go slow. I'm like, I said, Abe, I know you don't want me to be here, but I'm still here if you need anything. He says, Saul, come in. Solomon, come in. So he says, do you know why I've tried to do every single Avera in my life? I'll tell you why. And why people like you make me sick. He actually, I remember, he told me he lived on the street where my father was the chazan in Los Angeles, the first place we were in the early 80s, Martel Avenue, Mamash, right next to the shul called Shaitvila. And he said to me that when he was in World War II fighting in the Pacific jungles, and then he came back, he didn't grow up religious or anything, but he made it out of the war, and it was Rosh Hashanah, and he wanted to, I don't know, give thanks to God that he, you know, all of his friends were killed, but he wasn't killed. So he wanted to come inside the, the temple. And they didn't let him in because he didn't have a ticket. So he said to himself, if this is what it means to be a Jew, not only do I not want to have anything to do with this, I'm going to do everything against this. And anything he remembered from Cheder, he dafka went anti, anti, anti. So if you can believe that if that's where some of the ruach of the anti is coming from and understand that no one yet really gave them a Shabbos that they need, you don't write them off. You believe that deep down inside there's something pnimi going on inside that, that needs to be touched. They're burning for years. And, they, and, they, and that's passed on to the next generation. But it's there. It's, it's still there. It has to be. It has to be still there. But it takes... A lot of living pnimius, like a person like Rav Cook, to look at people like that. It's like they told us in, in, when we first started learning smicha, they said the easiest thing in the world is to puzzle something, to say it's, it's asur. That's the easiest thing. But Chazal always say, koach dehetera adifa, which means that the koach, the strength, to find the heter for something is always looked at greater, if you could give it a kosher heter. Not stam blow off a but mamish, like, for real. Rav Kook is looking at these people that are building up the land, and he's like, remember, don't, don't think he, he, he's, he's still not in pain. He's still in such tremendous pain, and he's burning inside, and he feels like a foreigner to everyone that's around him. He feels like a foreigner amongst the from Hevra, because they look at him and they say, you're a kofar. And he feels like a foreigner amongst the actual kofrim, because he's, a, cause he's an Eved Hashem. Because <laughs> he's actually an Eved Hashem. And then he starts writing in Hebrew that no one understands, so then like, so he's bichlal isolated from everybody in the world, right? I just want to read these words again, the end of this footnote. <laughs> There will come a time 
that it will be clear to every single person that this was all about Hashem. It always was and it always will be. Uvawa ofdim, you know, we all know the nigun, but what does it actually mean? What's ofdim? All the lost ones. Uvawa ofdim me'eretz Ashur and nidachim, the Abes, the Abes of the world, the nidachim. Nidach means the ones that felt rejected. The, one that felt, the ones that felt pushed away because they went to go look for God by people who themselves have no idea what it's all about, but are, so to speak, representing God. Nidachim. Anidachim will come back Meretz Mitzrayim. V'yishtachavu la Hashem bar HaKodesh b'Yerushalayim b'yimera b'yameinu amen. And then you go back to the top of this page of Peytet. V'kol ze kalil yachalof kitavu chokma belev ha'am. All of this, all of this just goof, goof, goof. Army, army, army. It's all the strength of the Mifaked. The strength of Mifaked will be there forever. The strongest Mifaked is the one that goes out B'Shem Hashem Tzvakot. Like we're seeing now. You've seen, how, have you seen these pieces of footage of the Chayalim going out to war and doing Kabbalat or Malchut Shamaim? Again, give me the Kohen Gadol doing Avodah and the Kodesh Kadashim, or give me this for my eyes. I don't know what, I've never, I can't imagine it. I would take these chayalim going out to war and, and doing it kabbalat ol malchut shamayim. And it's not just one video, it's so many of them. That's what I feel, that's what I want to stress now. Time is of the essence that's in the air now. It's happening now. Right now, this ruach, this new spirit that understands lo bechayav lo bekoach ki im beruchi amar Hashem tzvakot. All these types of Torahs, all these types of you know, thoughts and ideas we're seeing it in front of us. The, the, it's still... And the, and the media, it's the, it's the last... Like, that's the last battle. It's the tuma of the people that are speaking about Am Yisrael or, or the, the war. It's still chitzoni. It's still outside stuff. It's still crazy. It's still the outside. But everyone else, if you ignore that, that ring and you go into the inside... There's a hitzgalut of Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shemaim. Now it's not, you know, one of the videos of Hanan that's going around now is him playing and visiting a bunch of people that were injured that lost legs. Now, where did they, that's, those aren't soldiers, most of them. Where did they lose their legs? At the rave. Do you saw that half of them are wearing kippahs right now? And that they're, they're, they're covering their eyes, davening while he's singing, Stomeret? Something bigger than us, that something greater than <coughs> that can be taught by a human being is, been, is being taught and given over to this next door. And that's what he's saying over here, that this could all, that whole ruach that worked for 75 years can just, yachalof, ki am. Wisdom will come to the heart of the am. This is what the Mashiach calls, it's one of my favorite terms of the Mashiach, when it comes to wisdom, he says, eventually, in the time of Mashiach, everyone will operate alpi binat halev, wisdom of the heart. It's, it's the dat of the heart. That the heart knows something that doesn't know it because someone explained to them that two plus two is four. Limud pnimius is not, I could, we could learn all the terminology and see how did the Arizal added the, how did Rabbi Nachman understand this concept because he learned it from the Arizal, 
the Arizal based it on something he saw in the Idra Ra'is by Rabbi Shem Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shem Bar Yochai obviously saw it because he was learning by someone by Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva obviously, meaning we could do all that, but that would just give us historical context of how a text came out to be. It used to be that that was the most important way of showing that the Torah is Emes. That ain't working for the next generation. The way to show that the Torah is Emes in this generation the way to show that the Torah is true for the next generation is by accessing people to their own hearts that know all of this stuff in an infinitely more profound way than any text could ever take you to. But if you yourself don't believe that you're connected to it, you can't give that over to anybody. And we have professors of Jewish mysticism. That's the outside stuff. Talking about the inside stuff. Tavo chuchma am. But we'll end with this. V'dat l'nafshenu yun'am. will be a pleasant dat that comes down to our souls. L'akir et shem Hashem meforash. Whatever that means. To actually recognize and know the real name of God clearly. Just like the Kohen Godel would say shem Hashem meforash in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. God's actual name. B'vchinat hazchira. This is the level of, the second level of Geula. The zechira. V'hadat et Hashem. Listen. When did, when did Geula begin in Mitzrayim? In, in actual Egypt, what did we learn? Did they understand what they were crying out to? They didn't understand it, Bichlam. But they allowed themselves to roar. And then Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, You know, when they were screaming and crying, they themselves didn't understand, I heard that. They didn't even understand what they were doing, but I heard what they were doing. So, that first level of the Gula, it's not really that I understand it all, but it just happens, right? Just like, just like it's been happening till now. But there will be a time where I actually will understand the Za'aka. The, I will understand it all. There'll be a dat of Hashem in my actions. And like he says over here, Kol al All of this will happen with the revelation of Pnimius Torah, The revelation of Pnimius Torah. Let me ask you, what's Pnimius Torah? Don't, don't be embarrassed to say what you may think it is. When I say Pnimius Torah, what is it? What is Pnimius Torah to you? Chavran. Just the, the soul. Okay, the soul of the Torah. White spaces. White spaces. What else? I'm looking for something much less deep right now. Apply application. What else? Say a name of a say a name of a safer. Huh? Zohar. What else? Connection. That's still too deep. I want less deep. Too deep. I want texts right now. I'm going Baal Shem Tov. What else? Rabbi Nachman. What else? Rav Kook. Too deep, Marilyn. <laughs> We're not, I'm talking, I'm, I'm, obviously all those, you understand, that yes, 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 yes. I'm trying to show you something. What else, Paul, what else would you say Pneumius Torah is? What? Ramchal. Who else? Maharal. Maharal, for sure. Kliakar. Lubavitcher Rebbe. The Gura. Machshava. But I want to say now things that you probably wouldn't say. 
רש"י. מסכת ברכות. משנה בבא קמא. All those things, all, all, of the, all of the explanations, like the hard stuff is there, that's all true. There is no section of Torah that doesn't fall under Pneumius of Torah. Do you understand? It's just that certain areas, certain tzaddikim spoke about it much more begalui, like the Baal Shem Tov, like the Alter Rebbe, like Rav Kuk, like the Maharal, like the Gra, like the Arizal. But essentially, if everything is coming from the word of Hashem, how could something not be Pnimi Yusator? It's just a shail of how you're learning it, and for what purpose are you learning? It's for your head or it's for your heart? So he says over here, all of this will happen, meaning this shift of clarity. כל זה יקרה על ידי גילוי פנימיות התורה שהיא רוחה דמלכה דמשיחה, which is the spirit of מלך המשיח, ויקוים בנו הכתוב, העם ההולכים בחושך ראו אור גדול. And then there's another passage from Yeshaya that he brings, the people that go in darkness will see a great light. That even within the darkness that we're in right now, we will see a, a huge, a huge great light. Now there is... There's an amazing footnote on the bottom, if you should take this home with you, because what Rav Kook says over here also describes everything we said in his words. You should look at it yourself and even ask someone if there's some words here that you don't understand. I, I, wasn't, I didn't think we would get to it anyway, so it's not that crucial to continue for our learning. But this is, you know, we have a lot of lemaiset to do. Like right now it's easy to think a bit more about a frashat chala because we're so conscious of the fact that perhaps when I am mechaven right now to the Afrashat Chala, then maybe this can help one of the Chatufot to be able to come back home and do Afrashat Chala by next Shabbos, right? But living Pnimi Yusatora is basically a life that I don't wait for tragedies to turn on that button. It's the way that I naturally interact with Yiddishkeit. It's the norm, it's not the exception. That's what the learning of Pneumius is all about. And Alevai, we should, be, we should have the... Again, I, now I'm going to be very careful. We should have the schut, which is a chiv, to learn it for the rest of our lives and justify our, our existence here in Eretz Yisrael in this time in life. And Alevai, all our tefillahs should be for just for Shmira, for the tzaddikim and tzaddikot that are allowing us to sit here and learn like this. If they weren't there... We wouldn't, be allowed, we wouldn't be able to do this because the neighbors that live right over here, right here, these, these Amalekites that live right over here wouldn't allow us to sit and learn this Torah. But the Shluchim of Hashem, the Shluchim of Am Yisrael right now, with their Koach and the Oz and the Gvura, Bezrat Hashem, Hashem should give them all the strength in the world to continue doing their job faithfully and it should be enough of all this to us. Shalom Al Yisrael.